Greetings, beloved. Thank you for tuning in to God's Truth and Deliverance Ministries with Brother Hawk Bolden. Have you been reading God's Word but can't quite understand everything you're reading? Or pondering things in your heart but haven't received an answer from God? Be blessed as you listen for God to speak to your personal situation through today's message. All right, we want to greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're grateful to everyone that's here today. And uh, we look forward to sharing with you the things that the Lord have laid on my heart to share. All right. If you have your Bibles, let's go to the 119th number of Psalms. And uh, we're going to read... Verse 165, and it reads, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Everybody see that? Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. And so, this talks about... This lets us know that it is possible for the believer not to have offense, not to have offense at all, not to even get offended. Does everybody understand that? This says that it is possible for believers. Now, it's impossible for the world, but for believers, it is possible to... Live a life where nothing offends you. Nothing get under your skin. Nothing bothers you. Does everybody understand that? It is possible. So that's something for us to think about. Now you have to ask yourself this question. Are you living according to this scripture? Are you living a life where nothing offends you? And I mean nothing offends you. Not, listen, the believer is not called to not be around certain people that's going to offend them. Does everybody understand that? We're not called, contrary to popular belief, Contrary to social media and what even believers on there say, we are not called to duck and dodge people that rub us the wrong way. We are called not to get offended. We are not called to exclude people that get under our skin uh, um, out of our lives. Does everybody understand that? We are called... <laughs> not to get offended does everybody understand look at what that says great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them do you know if jesus christ had been offended thank you do you know if he had been offended he would not have went to the cross do you know he was around people all the time that were trying to kill him not just around people that didn't think much of him how many of you ever had somebody try to kill you, literally? And Jesus Christ put himself 
in that temple every Sabbath, every every Sabbath day. Does everybody understand that? And there were people in there trying to kill him. There were church folks in there that wanted to kill him. But the Bible says, as his custom was, he stood up for the reed in the temple on the Sabbath day. That was a custom of his. In other words, we know at least once a week <laughs> he was around people that wanted to kill him, that questioned his ministry. But all in all, he never got offended. We are called not to get offended. We are called to grow in the Lord to the point where nothing offends us. So you think of the worst thing that could happen to you, the worst thing in your mind that could get under your skin. And the Bible says you're not supposed to get offended at that. You think about what your pet peeve is. God did not, again, God did not call us <laughs> to duck and dodge people. He did not call us to just be friends and we're only going to hang around people that, that jive with us or that just agree with everything we got to say that ain't going to challenge us in any kind of way. Well, that's not our calling. You need to be around somebody that's going to rub you the wrong way. Not just around folks that agree with your foolishness. Not just folks that agree with your mindset. Does everybody understand that? You know the Bible says as iron sharpens iron, so does a friend. Helps the countenance of his friend, so does a, a man helps the countenance of his friend. Do you know that defines to us what a friend is? Iron sharpens iron. That's your friend. Not iron cut soap. Iron sharpens iron. That's your friend. Does everybody understand that? And you know how iron sharpens iron? Like this. You ever seen people sharpen knives? You, you see what they do? They take two knives that's just as hard, one just as hard as the other, and they do this. They're not doing this. You ain't sharpening nothing doing this. This. That's your friend. The one that's going to help you to grow. Does everybody understand that? So this says, great peace have they which love thy law. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> so you, you, see what the, you, you see what the qualification is uh, for not being offended? You have to love God's word. Now you see what the fruit is? Fruit is? Great peace. Peace comes when you love God's word. Does everybody understand that? It comes when you love God's word and it also puts you in a place where nothing offends you. Now, this is one of those scriptures, and you see that all throughout the book of Proverbs and even in the book of Psalms, like what we hear now. You can read, you could take the opposite of it, and the opposite is true. Does everybody understand that? The person, let's, so let's, let's start from the bottom of the scripture and work our way up. The person that gets offended in anything, one thing you can say about them is that they don't love God's word. 
if they get offended at anything, they don't love God's word. Does everybody understand that? And they will live a life without peace. So here's the thing. Now, you know, we, we talked about this before, that offense is a spirit. And I, I have to make it clear to you uh, today that if you walk in offense, that's what you're doing. You're walking in offense. You think about how many of you, you got the little app on your phone where it tells you how many steps a day you take. How many of you reached 10,000, 5,000? That's what happens when you walk in offense. You may not even be aware of it, but just like you're not aware of how many steps you take, you're not counting them in your head, heaven is taking count. That's your app. When you walk in offense, it ain't just when you, when you are in a rage and when you notice something is off. If you can count the number of steps that you take in a day, that's how, that's how much offense is there. And so anything can offend you. All it takes, and, I, and I'm, let me prove it. So some of you may have pet peeves. Some of you might not, let, not uh, like getting your foot stepped on. And that'll be a fight all day long. But then all it takes is for you to be in a bad mood about something. And then from there, somebody can just give you a look that you don't like. Whereas before it wouldn't have bothered you, but today you just caught me on a wrong day. So I'm trying to show you if offense is there, there's an opportunity to get offended at anything. Somebody might buy you a purse, sisters. That's who purses are for. And <laughs> you, we have to say that today. <laughs> Just depending on what mood you're in. You know, if you're in a good mood, you got up and you had enough Cheerios to fill you up this morning, you could say, well, you know, well, praise God, they, they must have really been praying because I, you know, about this because I really needed a purse. So I think, thank you for buying me this purse. But then you wake up one morning and don't have enough Cheerios, milk sour. You got, how many of you ever had to put water on cereal? Yeah. So you, you know that ain't the same. I don't care how good of imagination you got, it's not the same. <laughs> but you wake up one morning on the wrong side of the bed like the world say, and, and that same person give you a purse. Some kind of way you could rewind yourself in time. That person give you a purse. Uh, if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, all of a sudden, oh, so you, uh, you must don't like the purse that I already have. And you think you're going to upgrade me in a fashion sense. Does everybody understand that? And so you got, you got the same person. They can be appreciative of what somebody buy them, and they can hate the fact that they've been bought something because of the way they take it. In other words, you're, you, so you must not like the way I dress. You're trying to tell me that I don't match. Does everybody understand that? That's the reason why if you got offense, you got it. it ain't, it's not a matter of ducking and dodging people that rub you the wrong way. The day will come where everybody's going to rub you the wrong way. Does everybody understand that? And so God intends for us 
to get rid of offense altogether. How do we get rid of it? To love his word. To love his law. Does everybody understand that? Now, I love the way that it says it here. <laughs> Great peace have they which love what? That love what now? Thy law. Notice it doesn't say his word, even though we know it's talking about his word. But I love the way that is written right here, that love thy law. Now, let's think about that word just for a minute here. That word law. That's that's a different that has a different connotation to it. That has a different impact to it. You, you know, you, you tell somebody God expects for us to live by his word. They'll accept that, if, especially if they're a believer. They'll, they'll have way. Well, yeah, I know we're supposed to live by God's word and praise God for his word. God's word is, you know, everlasting and is praise God for it. But when you're talking about living by God's law, in other words, this is something if you break, there are consequences to it. This is something that there's there's no choice. You don't have a choice but to live by it. Does everybody understand that? A law is something that can be broken. And when it is broken, there are consequences for it. In other words, if you don't do it, then this is the cause. This is what's going to happen to you. This is the punishment for it. And the Bible tells us great peace. Look at what that says. Have they which love what? Thy law. In other words, that put themselves in something that have to be kept. In other words, that don't have a problem with three o'clock. You know, it's an amazing thing to me <laughs> uh, the, the, where people can be. You know, you, you, people are fine. People are fine as long as you're asking them to do things. You ask them, you ask them nicely. Some kind of way you play some psychology game to make them think you don't, you don't have to do it. They're fine. They'll do it all day long. Does everybody understand that? I, I, I love you. I'm going to cook for you. I'm going I'm to clean for you. I'm going to massage your back as long as you don't tell me I have to. Does everybody understand that? And some folks can be so full of rebellion. You know, you know it's God waking them up every morning. Uh, but, but you husbands, y'all better not say, wake up. Because <laughs> they might rebel against it. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> I'm trying to show you the rebellion of people. In other words, people just naturally so, when they are corner-minded, they don't like laws. Don't like the, they'll, they'll keep them. But don't you tell me I have to keep it. You see that? So look at what it says. Great peace have they which what? Love being told how to live. <laughs> you see that now? That's your great peace. Don't mind being told how to live. And I'm telling you, we live in a world today where the, 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 the doctrine of society, it preaches a completely different thing, it's even in churches. God's word is set up to tell us how to live. 
we come before him to hear his word so we can be told how to live. Not told how we can do what we want to do and God still accept us. But be told how to live in the world we live in today, even in the church world, folks don't want to be told how to live. Now, does it make sense that at the very core of your salvation, you come to God because you realize the way you've been living is has been wrong, supposedly. That you can only come to God when you realize the way that you've been living haven't been working. And so when you come to God, if you come to God with the mindset of, well, ain't nobody going to tell me how to live, because if they tell me how to live, then it's a cult, then how are you going to change? How can you even say you're saved when you don't want to be told to do something differently than what you've been doing it in the past? Does everybody understand that? You can be 100 years old and still be taught something. Still be taught to do something better than what you've been doing it. Does everybody understand that? So it says, great peace have they which love thy law. In other words, love being told and, listen, being given boundaries. Because that's what the law is. It is boundaries. And look what that says. And nothing shall offend them. Does everybody see that? Nothing shall offend. Is that, do y'all see that in your Bible? So then you ask yourself this, ask yourself this question. Am I offendable? Can I get offended? There was a brother that, that wrote a book, and I believe we all read it, The, the, the Bait of Satan. And in that book, he, he goes on to describe how Satan uses offense to trap believers. So the question is this. How is it we're comfortable with being offendable? Being able to be offended? Let me, so let me back up just for a moment here just in case we didn't explain this just right. When you live in offense, offense is always with you. It's not something that just happens when somebody rub you the wrong way. It's not just you having a bad moment or a bad day. If you live in offense, if you have offense, it is always present. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 18 and 19. Let's go look at that real briefly. Is everybody there? Proverbs 18 and 19, it reads, A brother offended is harder to be won than a what? Strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of what? Does everybody see that? A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong so does everybody know what a strong city is in the bible days uh a strong city uh it was a city that was surrounded by a fence uh, in other words a wall today we call it like a fence but it was tall 
And the idea was you couldn't see anything on the inside of that wall. You couldn't see the city. And, you, and, to, and some of you have seen movies where, you know, the, the strong cities, in other words, this would be a city that's got something in it that the enemy would want. And so there's, they, they put a wall around it so that you couldn't just walk in and take it. If you were going to bring your army there, you'd have to first climb the wall. Now, this, this wall was not skinny like this, like what we think like these walls are. These walls were 6 to 15 feet wide, wide enough for chariots to be ridden on top of them. And so they had men on top of this wall watching. Does everybody understand that? And so this says here, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. So let's break down this word offense. And, you know, you've heard me explain this before. When somebody is offended, the first thing they are is off. They're not going to see things the way they're supposed to see it. When, they, when you say something, and some of you have been this person as well, have talked to this person, when you say something to them, they're going to hear something completely different than what you've said. Every action that you take towards them is going to be misconstrued some kind of way. In other words, their rationale and their thinking is off. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> the last part of that word, fence. This person have built a fence around their understanding, around their heart, so that they can't perceive reality. Does everybody understand that? How many of you have ever tried to win somebody over that was offended? Like no matter you, 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 no matter what you do, you they they just refuse to see it that that it, what you were doing was really coming from a a pure place. Now here's what you have to know: God didn't do anything anything wrong in this world, and when He came in flesh, people got offended at Him, and all He did was love people. And so if if God Himself can be misunderstood can be looked down upon, you know, however, then don't you think you're going to live life and not be misunderstood? So this says a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, and their contentions are like the bars of what? A castle. Does everybody understand what that's saying there? Now let's think about it from this standpoint. A castle, when you think of, of a castle, what do you think of? Royalty. Isn't that right? The name of this message today is the prison of offense. But when a castle, no matter how many good things it's got on the inside of it, and no, no matter how nice the furniture is and all the pleasantries that's in it and all the nice food in it, if it's got bars, it is a prison. And when a person walks in offense, they are living in the prison of that offense. They live their life trying not to get offended and really and thinking they're doing people a favor by not getting offended in their mind. Do you know when you play out in your brain, you better be glad I didn't get enough, get offended at you for doing whatever, you're already offended? 
Does everybody understand that? When you play out in your mind, you better be glad I'm, glad I'm having a good day. I'm going to give you a pass for that. Do you know you're still offended? <laughs> the Bible says to the pure, all things are pure. You've heard me say before, you can take a little bit of child and take another little child that's full of the devil and that child can slap them. And, be, they, and that child will say, oh, I'm sorry, I hit your, your fist with my eyeball. I didn't mean to do that. You know why? Because to the pure, all things are pure. Does everybody understand that? To the pure, all things are pure. Somebody full of the devil can rout back and, and punch you in the face and you'll think, oh, you just have, I'm going to pray for you. You're having a bad day. It's not really you that's doing that. It's really the enemy using you. But, I, I you know, I, but that's not the real you, so I'm going to pray for you. To the pure, all things are pure. But God does not intend for believers to live in this strong city. Does everybody understand that? With walls. Because it's so easy for them to get offended. You're, how far do you think you're going to go in God when the, all the devil's got to do is push a button and you're, you're ready, you're in fight mode. Does everybody understand that? Do you know we live in a world where we are told stay away from people that, that don't celebrate you? Stay away, in other words, stay away from people that ain't going to worship you. Offense occurs when someone is disappointed. Does everybody understand that? You know what the disappointment is? <laughs> As in, you are not treating me like the God I think I am. Now, if you have been a part of this ministry for any length of time, you've heard us preach on. <laughs> As Jesus Christ came in this world to suffer, arm yourselves likewise. If God came to this world and the world knew him not and they killed him, you'd have to think you're better than God if you think you're supposed to live a life where no everybody just tiptoe around you. Does everybody understand that? Let me ask this question. And one of the things that we hate, even as believers, is betrayal. We hate feeling like somebody done let us down. And I'm telling you that <laughs> we hate that. We hate feeling like people doesn't let us down. If it was me, I'd have done it for you. If I'd had this, I'd have gave it. I, I'm the type of I give my last. You know that's not love, don't you? You know, love don't take an account of everything it does for people. And so what happens is people, <laughs> they live a life of disappointment. In their minds, you know, if I, if I had it, I'd give it. If I was this, if, if, if it was me, I'd have done this. And so in their minds, they're being betrayed. 
But here's the question you have to ask yourself. How did Jesus Christ get to the cross? He was betrayed the same way you're going to get to the cross. You're not going to live this life without being betrayed in your mind. And if Jesus Christ had been one of those people that could walk in offense, he'd have done something about that betrayal. He'd have been cut. You think he hadn't known from the beginning that Judas was the devil? So how are you going to get through life? How are you going to how are you going to reach your destiny in Jesus Christ, which is which equals you carrying your cross without being betrayed? How are you going to carry your cross and get offended at the same time? I grew up hearing people say, I'm a believer, but I lay my religion down to fight you. And I tell you, like old brother Junior used to say, if you could lay it down, you, you ain't had it in the first place. Thank you again for tuning in. We pray something was said that blessed you. To share with us how this message helped you, or if you would like a full digital copy of today's message, email us at gtdministries at gmail.com and we will send you a link to download the message for free. To learn more about this ministry, visit www.onetruth.tv That is www.truth.tv Tune in next week, same time, same station, for more of God's truth and deliverance.